How you feeling? Thank you. All right, praise God. But you know what? We don't go by how we feel. We go by what the God, Word of God says, and you're healed and you're whole in Jesus' name. And again, this young lady right here, didn't she sing like an angel today? Yeah. Miracle. Every time you sing now, I cry. Because you know what? We can't take life for granted. We can't take things for granted. So serve God with all your heart, soul, mind, body, and everything that's in you today. So, I want to talk about, I'm going to back up a little bit. You can just give me a few minutes because I'm going to do this really quick today. But I'm talking about, I started two weeks ago about talking about walking in victory. To walk in victory today, there's some things, there's some principles I think we're going to have to follow. Now, you may read the Word and you may find some other things that can help you walk in victory. That's great. But these are some things that the Lord showed me. And remember, a couple of weeks ago, I talked about, if we're going to walk in victory today, the first thing we got to get under control is our thought life. We have to take every thought captive to the obedience of this Word. Because, and listen, since I've preached that, now, this is not something that just happens to you. You have got to purpose to do this. And I have purposefully, the last three weeks, decided that when these thoughts come about situations, about people, about this, about that, I am taking it captive and I'm saying, no, I will not allow the enemy to take me down that road. I am going to get a hold of what the Word of God says, and that's what I'm going to meditate on. And what I remember I told you, it says, whatever thing is good, whatever thing is great. That's what we should be meditating on. I can go around the room and I can find any negative thing about anybody in here. You can do the same to me and you can meditate on that, dwell on that. It can cause a heart issue in you. It comes out of your mouth pretty soon. Man, you, you're in trouble because your, your heart's not right and your attitude's all wrong. Or I can say, you know what? Yeah, I see people have some faults, but you know what? I'm praying for them. It's really hard to be offended with somebody if you're praying for them. And so I'm praying for them, and I'm seeing the goodness of God in them and what God can do in them. And so we've really got to get a hold of the thoughts. And I'm going to tell you, this is a purpose thing, and it is a fight. Because all this stuff. And I want to tell you something. How many of you can honestly say that there is division in our nation? That's a physical symptom of a spiritual problem. And if you don't think that that division isn't going to try to touch you and the body of Christ, you are wrong. You had better go ahead and decide now. It is not coming to my house. I'm not going to entertain it. I will not allow it. You better get your thoughts, take your thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. Because here's the thing. I love you people. Hopefully some of you love me. And you know what? I, I'm just, I refuse to allow the enemy to put thoughts in me that's going to bring me uh, negative, evil things to my mind about you. Just not doing it. Now, I'm not saying that there's some things that maybe we do wrong, and yes, there's some things, and, but that's not where my focus is going to be. That's not where my mind is going to be. Then, the second thing, and these are hard, and I have, been, I have been myself purposefully doing this. Then, remember, we talked about casting your cares upon the Lord. Do you know that God has given us dominion over everything in the earth, but He has not given us Dominion over people? I cannot make you do anything that, you're not, that you don't want to do. I don't have dominion over people. Birds of the air, fish of the sea, those things, I can take dominion. But I don't have dominion over people. People have got to decide. But we have got to learn to cast our cares. Because if there's something I can't, there's some things that I just can't do anything about. 
That's what I've got to do. I've got to cast that care upon the Lord. Say, Lord, I'm going to deal with, I'm going to allow you to deal with this because I can't fix it. I cannot do it. There's just certain things I can't do. And, and it's okay. Do you know that I cannot live your life for you? I cannot. I'd like to help you. I'd like to come alongside you. I'd like to encourage you. But I can't live your life for you. You have to live your life. You have to walk out your own salvation. You have to do that. But I have to cast these cares. There's some things that, that we deal with spiritually that I can't fix. I can take authority spiritually and I do all those things, but then ultimately I have to cast my care upon the Lord and say, you know what? I'm casting these cares upon you because you care for me and I fully believe that you'll take care of it. Here's the problem that we have, and I'll get to this a little bit in depth more later. We tend to look at the circumstance or the person and say, I want this circumstance in this ch in this, or this person to change. You're still going to have to cast that care upon the Lord, look to Him, and allow God to do it. Because there's just some things I can't do. And so, we're talking about walking victory. That's kind of where we've been. Now, here's some things. Walking in victory, we are going to have to. So this is the next step. We, we talked about taking every thought captive. We talked about casting our cares upon the Lord. We are going to have to purpose. And all these things are purposed. You have to purpose to take thoughts captive. Because you don't just walk down the street and oh, this thought comes and, and you say, oh, dee -dee -dee -dee, I guess God will take care of it. Or you're walking down the street and oh, I'm just... No, you have to purpose to do these things. I have to. I mean, things come against me. I have to purpose to say, no, I am not going to allow the enemy to take me down that road. I'm not. I am not going to let the enemy allow to take me down the road of anger and frustration because out of anger and frustration, evil things come out of my mouth. Maybe I'm the only one. <laughs> See, we've got to learn to purpose to press on. See, purpose in your heart that you're going to continue to walk in his way. Press on. That word press on means to pursue or chase. It is like chasing someone on foot. I heard years ago, I heard a message that still stuck with me. Being a God chaser. We need to chase him like that. But see, that is a purpose thing. It's purposed. How many of you jumped in your car this morning, started the ignition, took a nap, and showed up here at church. Wouldn't that be great? I get an extra 15, 20 minutes of snoozing time. Some of us snooze behind the wheel anyway, but it's beside that. It's another sermon. Don't text and drive. Don't sleep and drive. But here's the deal. You purposed to get up this morning. You purposed to get in your car. You're, you purposed to be at this place. It is no difference. How many of you would love to lose 10 pounds. Yeah, all of us, you know. Some of us are saying, no, I like my weight just the way it is. Great. But here's the thing. There is no shortcut. If you're going to lose weight, you're going to have the purpose to do it. You're not just going to wake up one day, get on a scale, and, woo, 10 pounds is gone. I didn't have to do a thing. Do you know that every diet plan on the planet Every diet plan on the planet is broken down into this formula. Food and beverage intake, because now it's a health lesson, I'm a health teacher, remember, plus energy output equals your weight. 
Now you can manipulate that. You can take in less calories and keep your energy output the same, you'll lose weight. You can keep your calories the same, put more energy output, you'll lose weight. You can do less of the calories and more and you'll lose weight. Okay? There's no, and guess what? You have to purpose to do that. It doesn't happen by accident. No more than taking thoughts captive, casting your cares upon the Lord, and pressing on in Him are not, they're the same. It's purposed. You've got a purpose to do it. And guess what? It's hard work. Do you know what it takes to, to lose 10 pounds? Dedication, discipline, determination, purpose, and perseverance. The same types of things it's going to take to be able to take these thoughts captive, to cast your cares upon the Lord, and to press on in Him. It's going to take that kind of perseverance. It's going to take that. It's purposed. It doesn't happen by accident. People walk around thinking that I'm just going to get, I'm going to know the Word of God by just going to church. No, you better be in the Word of God. You better be reading the Word of God. You better be, you know, well, nothing's happening. Are you praying? Listen, when I talked about, when I talk about taking every thought captive, it's not just a good sermon. It's something you're going to have to do. Boy, that was a great sermon today. And next week, I come and remind you, have you taken one thought captive this week? One. Just one. And let me tell you, when you purpose to do it, and I get up now, I, I purpose. I get up in the morning and say, I am going to take this thought captive. And you know what? Just in a couple weeks period, I'm getting better at it. I'm quicker. I'm quicker. You know what? I'm letting that go. No, I'm not going to entertain that thought. No, because as I entertain that thought, it might get in my heart. And then pretty soon it's coming out of my mouth. And I'm confessing what's in my heart. Sometimes that isn't good. I'm going to give some of you, this was a revelation to me. I'm going to give you some, some of this might hurt you a little bit. God does not care what you think. Some of us don't need to speak what's on our mind. Because it ain't good. I had to learn that the hard way. I mean, early on in my Christianity, listen, I am a man of strong opinions. I have an opinion about everything. And I think I'm right. Well, I learned. A pastor, early on in my Christianity, and said, you know what? You don't have to say everything that you're thinking because some of what you're thinking is really stinking. It's going to hurt you and a lot of people, so shut up. Oh! Your pastor talked to you like that? Yeah, I'm a man. He can talk to me that way because why? Because I want to be the best Christian I knew how to be. If you've got to correct me, correct me. I'm not, I wasn't offended by that. I'm like, well, all right, well, let's make, it a, let's make a correction then. Great, woo-hoo. I'm moving on in Christ. Yeah, 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 yeah. Seven times 70. <laughs> so pressing on, Philippians 3, in, in chapter 3, verse 7, um, you're going to have to purpose in your heart. It says, but what things were gained to me, these things I have counted lost for Christ. Now remember, I want to put this in context. Paul is writing this letter from prison. Paul was the Pharisee's Pharisee. He knew the law. He knew the word backwards forward. He was the creme de la creme. I mean, he was the honor student of Pharisees. And this is what he is saying. But what things were gained to me, these I have counted lost for Christ. Yet, I, yet indeed I also count all things lost, for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them as rubbish, that I may gain Christ. So, basically what he's saying is, all this stuff that I know, that I knew, 
He said, our rubbish compared the relationship and the obedience for Christ. That's it. Your relationship with him and being obedient to him. You, you get those two things, man, you are ahead of the game. Everything else is rubbish. What I think, how I feel. Do you know, Paul, in his circumstances, he did not allow circumstances to stop him from his relationship and his obedience to Christ. And I'll tell you, that's, and that's hard today too. Because circumstances come, and listen, I understand probably better than anybody. Circumstances come and you just want to quit. I know. But what happens is we get in circumstances and then pretty soon we're blaming the circumstance or whoever caused the circumstance or whoever we perceive to cause the circumstance. And we're focusing on that instead of giving that to God and looking to him as our answer, as our strength. My wife is really good at this. She was a lot better at it than I was when we first got married. There'd be an issue that we maybe we wouldn't necessarily be in agree with. She'd go and pray. I'd stew and fume and fuss and that woman of mine, she just got to get on the stick. Doesn't she know who I am? Praise God. She, she'd just go pray. And she'd let it go. And I'm like, how is this? Now, see, the way my wife and I, when we first got married, we, we had a hard time even understanding how to have a disagreement because she was one of these that she'd like to go for a walk, get her mind and get her, all of her thoughts together. And I am a let's solve this right now type of a guy. And so, you know, she, she'd go for her little walk, and she'd say, well, I just got to go for a walk to work things out. And I'd say, fine. I'm thinking, okay, you'll be back in five minutes. No! An hour later, she's still walking. I'm fuming. I'm like, where is she? Now I've got a whole other set of issues that we've got to deal with. She was really good at just casting those cares upon the Lord and then praying about the situation, taking herself... One of the most scary things she ever did to me. We were making this big decision about a move. She wasn't necessarily crazy about it. She said, well, honey, I'm giving it to you. I am trusting you to make this decision for our family. Woo! All of a sudden, I was backing up saying, well, wait a second now. Lord, is this you? Because if it's me and this messes up, my whole family's in trouble. She was really good at that. And that's exactly what we've got to do with circumstances and situations. We've got to back up, give them to the Lord and say, Lord, I am trusting you. I'm going to keep my eyes on you and forget about the circumstance. Either the circumstance will change or my heart about the circumstance will change, but something will change and I'll have peace. But you're going to have to purpose to do that will not happen by accident. It will not. How many of you are just going to pop up tomorrow morning and accidentally show up for work? That if it was an accident, it would never happen. Now, you're going to have the purpose, right? And by the way, if you're a Christian and you're an employee, be the best employee that that company has. Please, please, because that will glorify the Lord, and he'll bless you and honor you in that. Just be faithful where God's got you. Well, he's got you there. That was just a side note. I don't know. That was free. See, Paul's circumstances did not change his pursuit of God. Our circumstances can't change the pursuit of God. You know, Louis, you had an opportunity. 
you had an opportunity. Your circumstance, you could have said, God, where are you in this circumstance? But neither one of them said that. They said, Lord, we don't quite get it, but we're trusting you through it. And put their focus on that. And that is exactly what gets you through. How else do you get through? As a testimony, we're talking, sometimes you've got to long suffer. How many of you know David and Vanessa Leach? They have little baby Emma. Little baby Emma was a premium. Little baby Emma had a hard time. She wouldn't eat, won't eat, won't eat, won't eat. Because preemies sometimes, they just don't get that thing, right? And they long suffered. She is how old now? She's almost two years old. Two years. And to the point where they're just, they're worn out, but they're doing what they need to do. Um, and they were going to go back to therapy, and, but life got busy, couldn't get back to therapy. And I mean, all of a sudden, bang. And this is their testimony, so I can share it. She was crawling around the dog's food and started eating the dog's food. And she started eating. Now she's eating. Yes, that is a miracle. So Vanessa is saying, well, what, what, is there some power in this dog food, you know? But no, that is an absolute miracle because there's no reason other than Christ that this child all of a sudden, bang, it clicked. But this is the thing. Guess what they did? They ended up saying, finally, because you get worn out with circumstances. Finally, they said, I cannot do this anymore. Lord, we're giving it to you. We're going to do what we know to do. We're giving it to you. And lo and behold, God shows up. Well, what if God doesn't show up? You stick with him and he'll show up. In your heart or circumstance, something will change. That I know. But you know, if your heart's not right, he's not moving past you. Got pretty quiet in this charismatic church. We were all hooting and hollering a minute ago. He wants, he's, he's more interested in your character than anything you can do. So not that I've already attained or I'm already perfected, in verse 12 of Philippians 3. But I press on. That word again means to pursue or to chase, like chasing someone on foot. And I press on that I may lay hold of that which Christ has laid hold of me, this, this relationship, knowing Christ and being obedient. And these are some things that you're going to have to purpose to press on because the I quit demon shows up in everybody's life. It does. I just... Listen, as a pastor, there's times I look at my wife and say, I just I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want the pressure. I don't want the responsibility. I don't want the, the you know, the problems in the, and I don't want the things that are coming against us constantly because we're not doing this or that or the other and blah, blah, blah. But then, but then we look at each other and say, wait a second. Why are we looking at that instead of looking at him? He called us to do this. He'll anoint us to do it. He'll give us the power to do it. And if people's hearts don't want to change, that's my issue. I'm going to God with it and allow him to take care of that. We've got to do that in every situation in our lives. We've got to press on. But you've got a purpose to do it. Please. Things don't happen by accident. And it's getting crazier out there. I mean, if you are affiliated with a certain party, a Republican, Democrat, Independent, I don't care about that. But if you, basically, it's if you're not in agreement with me, I'm going to come and beat you, beat you up, insult you, shoot you, do all these things because you're not in agreement with me. I'm like, really? And what is most of it? Really, most of it has to do with having power and money that all belong to Christ anyway. Because I'm going to tell you something. If you're miserable with $100, you'll be miserable with $1,000. If you're miserable with $1,000, you'll be miserable with a million until God gets a hold of your heart. 
Money can help, but it, that's not the answer. So we press on, pursue or chase. And I understand this a little bit because I shared this a couple of weeks ago that, you know, sometimes, again, purposing. Sometimes when I'm training and I'm running, and I've got, you know, I had a long, long run the other day, and, and I had a long run, this was a few years back, and I'm just running. Sometimes I just get in a zone where I'm just focused on breathing and stride and rhythm and you're just mindless running, not thinking. And I look up. Well, there's a black bear standing in the middle of the road looking at me, and I'm looking at him saying, oh, I put on the brakes real quick. And so I'm like, what's this? You know, and the bear looked at me, snorted a couple times, walked across the thing. I turned around and picked up the pace on the way home. Yes. Yeah, you know, I, all of a sudden the breathing was like, <laughs> you know, because he was, the bear was quite a little bit bigger than I was. And, and so the point is, is that we have the purpose to pursue God, chase him. We've got to chase after him. And it's not like he's running from us. But our heart attitude is, I just want to be so close to you, Lord. Because the thing of it is, you take one step, he'll take a hundred to get to you. He's, gonna, he's there. He loves us. I don't know why, but he does. It's like my wife. I don't know why she loves me, but she does. Praise God for wives that love their husbands. You know? Be fortunate you found anybody on the planet that will love you. Philippians 3.13 says, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. I don't get it all. But one thing I do, this is going to be big for somebody. Forgetting those things which are behind. You're going to have to, listen, you're going to have to somehow find peace with the hurts of the past. You're going to have to find some, forget those things that are in the past. Too many people's past is hindering their today. You know what? Forget those things. If, it's, you've got to, if you've got to forgive somebody, forgive them. Whatever you've got to do, but forget that because today is the day of salvation. Today is what we've got, and let's fulfill what God has for us today. Pursue him in, in a relationship and obedience today. Today. Purpose today. Yesterday's gone. There's not thing one you can do about yesterday. Tomorrow's not here. You can't do anything. But you know what people do? People take today and they project. I call it spiritual fortune telling. Okay, because here's what people do. Okay, I come into church, and I walk past Gary and Carol, and I, I don't necessarily look at them or say hi because I've got 100,000 things going on in my head at one time, or they may not look at me because, you know, she's got 14 calls from her employees, and, you know, my God, the, the coffee machine exploded, and she's got other things in her mind, so she doesn't say hi to me. Immediately what the enemy does is say, oh, I wonder what I did. I wonder why they didn't say hi to me. They didn't even smile at me. I wonder what I did to offend them. But, you know, we had this conversation one time, and I will bet you that this is what they're thinking. Or you get on the phone and you're talking to somebody. Or let me put it this way. You text somebody. You cannot get a context in text. You can't get a tone over a text. If you perceive a word to be harsh, oh, my God, they're being harsh with me. You don't know that they're being harsh at all. I get texts all the time, and I'm very short and sweet to the end. Yes, I can. No, I can't. No, yes, no. Because I got 14 other things going. I don't have time to have a dialogue this long on text. Oh, my God, they're mad at me. Pastor's offended. Pastor was short with me. Pastor wasn't short with you. Pastor had 100 things going. I love you with all my heart, but I'm just saying yes. 
But the enemy uses that. Or you get on the phone and you have a conversation, then you get off the phone and immediately you're thinking, well, you know, they said this, but I'll bet you they really meant that. And the enemy starts coming, boom, 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 with these thoughts. And all of a sudden you have created, you have fortune told a whole scenario of things that have nothing to do with the truth, but you've made it up in your mind and all of a sudden you got a hold of that, it's got into ears, coming out of your mouth and you believe it. No. Take those thoughts captive. Cast your cares upon the Lord. Purpose to do this. When I get text now, I have decided. I am purposing not to take, even if it's in capital letters, which signifies I'm yelling at you. Because I'm telling you, I've probably done it to people because, you know, I get text and I'll hit that capitals button and I'm just going on, boom, send. Oh! It's all in caps. I wasn't really yelling at them. It just happened to be in caps. And then people, oh, they're yelling at me. I'm not yelling at you. I've determined. doesn't matter what it looks like. I'm going to take those thoughts captive. I'm not going there. Not going there. And pursue God. I, but some of us hang, are hanging on to things of our past. It's killing us today. You know, my father and my mother were divorced. I was, my dad left the house when I was four. They were divorced when I was six. He moved out of state when I was six. Did, you know, had a relationship with it. It wasn't a bad divorce, and my mom wasn't talking bad about my dad. It wasn't one of those things. I hate my dad. He was a cruel, mean, hateful individual. He just wasn't around. Good guy. Have a great relationship with him today. Not a problem. There was a season in my life that that affected me so much in the moment that I was living in. It wasn't until I got born again and understood my Heavenly Father's love for me that I understood, you know what, hey, I can forgive him. It's human, things go, you know, and I, and I can reach out and have a relationship with him. But there was a season when my past was affecting my today so much because I couldn't let go of that. Couldn't let go of that. Oh, the hurt. Well, he wasn't there, and he was this, and he was that. You know what? I, I went to him one day and said, I love you, man. I forgive you for everything. It doesn't matter that my past isn't going to affect me today. And some of you have been through some devastating things. Please, allow that to get free of, allow the Lord to get you free of that stuff. Get free of it. Do not let your past define who you are today. That's the enemy tries to tell you, do you remember when? No, nope. the only thing I remember is the day I got born again. Everything happened before that, whoosh, gone, baby. New creation. So what do you do? I press toward the goal for the prize, up, for the upward call of Christ Jesus. Press. Again, I press toward that goal. I pursue or I chase. So we need to, what do we need to do? So what am I saying today? If you haven't gotten this, then get this. Purpose. To take thoughts captive. Purpose to cast your cares upon the Lord. Purpose to press on in Christ. Purpose to leave your past behind you. And allow Christ to come in and do what he wants to do. And you watch and see if all of a sudden the goodness of God brings you to a place in your life that you can say, ah, okay. And I do want to tell you one thing. As the pastors here, forgive us. If we, if we blow things, we make mistakes, we don't respond exactly the way you think we should or the way you expect us to, it isn't because we don't love you and we don't care. Not at all. You know? 
we're human too. Sometimes we miss it. It isn't on purpose. It isn't because we want to. I want to tell you, we, we very, are very grateful and thankful for the body of uh, Christians that we have that I stand before every week. We love you guys. We, we're doing all that we know to do and can do to be the best pastors we know how to be. And do not let our shortcomings, even our shortcomings, affect you in your walk with Christ. That's the last thing we would ever want. So if that's happened, please forgive us. We, that is not our heart, not our intention whatsoever. Because the enemy is trying so much to come in and do things, and it starts right here with thoughts, with these thoughts. If you expect us to do everything all the time, you're going to be disappointed. I am not your God. Don't want to be. Don't want that responsibility. But we'll pray with you. We'll walk with you. We'll try to help you. We'll guide you. We'll direct you the best we can. But ultimately, you've got to walk out your own salvation. Amen? Well, let me pray for you today. Father, I thank you so much for this opportunity. And Lord, I thank you for the word of God that's sharper than, two, than any two-edged sword. And I thank you, Lord, that today, if nothing else, we will determine that we are going to purpose to do the things that the Bible says, taking thoughts captive, casting our cares upon you, pressing on in you. Lord, forgetting those things that are behind and pressing towards the things of God that are right before us. I just pray for your peace. I pray, Lord, that anything that was said today, Lord, that it would be heard, it, would heard, it was heard with the heart that it was intended, Lord, it wouldn't cause any division, any anxiety, any strripe, any confusion, any, 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 and any evil thing. Lord, I do not allow the enemy to come in to steal, kill, and destroy anything in these people's lives. And we just thank you for it. And I give you praise and glory and honor in Jesus' powerful name. Amen and amen. Well, God bless you guys. Thanks for hanging in there with me today. Purpose in your hearts. Go obey God. Go find somebody, lead them to Christ, or share the Lord with them this week. Amen? God bless you.